Welcome to the Spiritual and Successful Podcast featuring me, Eloise Burton, and my co-host Claire Butcher. Sit back, relax, and let's talk all about the woo. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode with myself, Eloise Burton, and... And me, Claire Butcher. Today we're going to be talking about hypnotherapy, because... This is something that Claire does Mm -hmm. as part of her business and it's something that I've experienced and I've worked with Claire and she's really helped me clear some blocks I've had to success in my business. And yeah, so I'm going to throw the floor open to you, Claire, by asking how does hypnotherapy help people to become successful in their businesses? Um, It's really interesting actually because obviously um, hypnotherapy is it helps everything if you can imagine so you've got the obvious stuff like fears and phobias okay which you kind of think well how does that help somebody be successful in a business well it can do can't it because if somebody is working in a horse yard and they are uh, they own a horse yard and they're making it successful and they have a fear of spiders they're probably going to have a problem with that so even sort of the really direct hypnotherapy routes have some kind of impact Mm. but um, there are certain things that we can do within hypnotherapy. For example, some business owners will come to me for goal setting. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm a, obviously a coach as well and a business um, consultant too, so I know a lot about setting goals appropriately, etc. But what's even more powerful than that is once they've established what goal they want, we then put it in to hypnotherapy. So actually, it's embedded mm-hmm. in their whole core and their subconscious. So their behaviour is always driven by what they want to achieve. So it's a real success possibility for hypnotherapy if people can see that they can, you know, use it for that. Um, But success is often marred by people's Mm, self-belief and blocks, Mm. yeah? So, I mean, you experience people with money blocks all the time, and Mm. money blocks is a huge hindrance to success. So for people that have those self-worth blocks or their self-belief blocks or I'm not worthy of earning that sort of money, I'm not worth that hourly rate, those kind of things, that all comes from somewhere. Mm. Quite often being told as a child, you know, you're not worth it or you're, you know, you're only ever going to... I was told you'll be a shelf stacker at Tesco's. Mm. No disrespect to anyone who shelf stacks at Tesco's. If that's what you love to do, go for it. Mm. But it was used derogatory to me. And that's all you'll be good for. And that was because I dropped out of college. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that belief I had, um, which I've just realised having said this out loud, I probably still have, is that whole, if you haven't got that qualification, that A-level, that degree, you're not, you're not going to be successful. Um, And I don't, I don't believe that to my core, but it, slightly triggers me a little bit because yeah. I didn't bother seeing qualifications through I have different qualifications mm. that are much more appropriate to what I've chosen out of life mm. actually but I didn't see college through and my father would decided that I wouldn't make anything of myself because I didn't see college through so that was something I did actually have some therapy on that because it was it was a belief of mine yeah that I didn't have an A-level I didn't have a degree therefore I couldn't command a decent hourly rate and I couldn't be big and I couldn't have my own business and things like that so there are things like that that genuinely people get to this place and they don't understand why they can't get past it Mm. Um, a couple of people I've worked with driving phobia Mm. huge block to success yeah they can't take themselves to visit clients they can't take themselves anywhere because they can't drive on a motorway or they can't drive a car full stop yeah so you know all sorts of things that also sort of compounds into other things it's never just I'm scared of driving It, Mm. it it creates more fear, doesn't it? Yeah, like if, I if I can't drive, then I can't be successful. If I can't drive, then I can't do this course. If I can't drive, then there's no point in me having a business. And so ultimately, if I can't drive, 
I can't be successful. It kind of comes, it, it, it all is. comes back to core beliefs, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, and like I say, you know, they're right at the beginning, you know, oh, you think fears and phobias. Okay, well, I was dealing with somebody with a fear of flying the other day. Mm. You know, they had to go to a corporate event mm. on a plane. Mm. They couldn't handle it. Mm. And things like that, you know, it gets in your way. Mm. You know, if you if you imagine yourself, if you are in a space where you haven't got your own business, maybe you, you have a boss, mm. you may be high up and you have a boss and the boss says, oh, I need you to go do this. And you instantly think, oh, my God, that's really out of my comfort zone. I can't yeah. do it. Um, that's normal. I'm out of my comfort zone is normal. Mm. However, if that morphs into I physically can't do it, I'm shaking, I feel sick, yeah. that's more of a fear or a phobia. Yeah. And that will come from something. Mm. And hypnotherapy is so fantastic fears and phobias they're gone in one yeah genuinely i have never had to do a repeat session mm. okay um i had a lady quite a while ago this is a prime example actually louise thank you for asking this question because i've just thought of her um i had a lady god knows how many years ago two three four years ago probably and she had a needle phobia mm-hmm. very bad needle phobia it wasn't just even the word needle mm. she would pass out on the floor yeah i know loads of people like that, <laughs> and of course with all the injection stuff that yeah. happened not that long ago mm. a lot of people were really struggling with that and they but, were all talking about it as well i know they? right yeah. but she would literally kill over if you said needle yeah. she would kill over mm. um so it was it had got kind of out of hand mm. let's say because it's one thing not liking injections and the whole other thing if the word needle makes you faint right yeah yeah that's like a whole nother that's level that's a whole nother level yeah um, but she wanted to have a baby mm. oh okay she's now got two babies uh-huh. so that was really good um but she obviously knew that in order to have successful health care you need blood tests and da 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 and so and she was in the state and you need needles yeah so um, her husband and I had worked together before for maybe the last 10-15 years so she he got me in to see her um, and I thought, this is going to be interesting, because how can I do this hypnotherapy? I can't even mention the word needle. Mm. <laughs> but we managed it, we managed it. So we did the therapy, and she felt loads better. And she she was at a point where, and this is where it's really hard, because we're podcasting as opposed to videos, but she was at a point where if you touched the crook of your arm, you know the bit where the needle goes in, yeah. she would keel over. Wow. Okay. Wow. So when we did the session, when her husband got home, um, I said, oh, let me just show you. And I pulled her arm. That sounds really vicious. But I pulled her arm and I rolled her sleeve up and I touched that with a pen. Mm. And she just looked at me and went, uh, and he went, what just happened? Because he had <laughs> never seen a Beata coat yeah. with that. So it was hugely successful. Yeah. So in the coming weeks, she went to go and get a blood test. Little did I know, by the way, she was actually pregnant. <laughs> ah. um, she went to get a blood test. And the, um, the nurse, she was in a bit of a state. She was before hand she wouldn't have even gone mm. right she went to the blood test but she was she was a little upset she was a bit mm. stressed out mm. and the nurse went oh i'm not going to do that then you're stressed and i was well, she told me this and i was really frustrated because she would have done it yeah. she would have gone through it's a bit like when you when you sort out a fear of spiders okay nobody falls in love with spiders just no, because you've sort no, out a fear you of spiders just become like you're not just like yeah. oh yeah stick a needle in me i don't care yeah, you know so she, spider crawl across my face yeah. no no one no. wants that so she wasn't like hey i'm loving the needle idea but she was like i'm here i'm ready yeah. for my blood test i know it's going to be a needle and i'm okay whereas before she'd pass out with the mm. word right so mm. she was but the nurse went oh i won't do it and i thought oh you idiot mm. so i was really frustrated so i said look i'm going to come see you again mm. so i popped and saw her i didn't charge her anything else we did a, a follow-up and then that's it. And do you know mm. what she does for a living now? Not only has she got two kids, she's a healthcare worker. Wow. She gives people injections. Wow, so she works with she needles. She works with needles. She doesn't she just deal with them. She from not being able to even think about needles. Exactly. To having a career exactly. with needles. Exactly, exactly. And she's a fantastic referrer to me as well, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, to, that not, at the time, she didn't have that dealt with because mm. she wanted to be a healthcare worker. No, no. She had it dealt with because it was in her way. 
yeah but it's but it was up. holding that success yeah. from her because yeah. now she's doing a job she's really passionate about she's yeah. had her two children she's super happy yeah. she'll have to worry about this ever again it's amazing it's done and dusted and I just think it's like you, you don't know what it's holding you back on no. so people put up with these issues and they don't know what is this actually impacting mm. until it's no longer there mm. and it's a bit like your money work love well, you don't know what you're missing out on no. sometimes until you suddenly until you start getting it. it and you're yeah. like, oh my God, why haven't I done this years ago? And yeah, you and I worked on money. Yeah. Um, I went to Claire for a session so that I could up-level my monthly income. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember it very well. And I was a little bit embarrassed to say the number mm-hmm. that I wanted to have each month. It was £35,000. And since that training, uh, training since that hypnotherapy, I have. I mean, this was only a few, probably maybe six months ago. Yeah, probably now. Yeah. Um, immediately, I stopped being triggered by the amount of money. Yeah. Now it's just a fact; it's going to happen. And then shortly after that, I had my biggest month ever, and it was like almost twenty-five grand, where I'd only ever got to fifteen before. So it like jumped up ten grand, mm-hmm. and like. That, to me, felt like, well, yeah, of course I did. Mm-hmm. So I went from being, oh, my goodness, who am I to earn this money? <laughs> yeah. To, oh, my goodness, I've now, I'm now making enough money to expand my team, to grow further, to reach more people. And I'm not quite hit that goal that we worked on, mm-hmm. but we knew it was a longer-term goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a but stretch goal, for that sure. That happened in a short space of time, but the significant change was, instead of feeling... All those things, I'm not worthy, my dad's never been proud of me. All these things that were linked to this number, yeah. they, it's weird, they didn't go away, but the feeling associated with them yeah. is not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing, with hypnotherapy, we don't get rid of anything. No, okay? but it's like, yeah. turns the volume It changes down. it, yes. So, yeah. so I always say to people, you know, if we have to do what we call regression, mm. which is when we go back into past events so mm. quite often uh, we are screwed up by our parents mm-hmm. they we never mean it kids, yeah. they we? never mean it but it just happens yeah they do the best thing the <laughs> they best do the they best know they how can. to and that's yeah. not always not always helpful yeah <laughs> but, well, we I think kids but i told well. you didn't i about my one because my one money linked as well when i was four my brother was due oh yeah yeah and um it was really interesting that this came out because I didn't remember this from mm. being, I don't remember what happened yesterday, let alone before mm. when I was age four. But my um, grandmother was looking after me because my mum was having mm. Ian. And um, she said to me, and I, uh, honest to goodness, it only came out in hypnotherapy because there's no way I can remember this, but she said to me, clear as day, look, you know, when, when your brother or sister, because back then we didn't know, when your brother or sister comes along, you know, you're going to have to be really grateful for all the little things because your mummy and daddy will have no money. So you need mm. to be cheerful that we've got no money. Mm. And this, as a four-year-old, was embedded in me that you have to be happy when you've got no money. Yeah. So I spent my whole life, the minute I got money, giving it away or doing something with it because I couldn't have it. Yes. Because that wouldn't yeah. make me happy. Yeah. So it changed into this belief yeah. that if I had money sat in my hand or in my bank or something it had to go it had to go so I could be happy yeah um and And that's like on the logical level yeah right makes no sense at all sure but when you're subconscious (laughs) doesn't take logic into account subconscious no it builds these facts yeah it builds this 
a link mm. you know here's a story it builds a link mm. and it builds a link with a feeling this is where fears come mm. from we're not born mm. frightened of spiders no. okay no. something will happen it's not always spider spider no. connected either no something will happen a spider happens to be in the room and something make something else makes you feel fearful mm. and you've drawn this link yeah you've associated it with exactly somehow. exactly yeah. so that story my grandmother told me was associated with feeling cheerful when mm. i have no money mm. and it was a deep belief then that was mine for the rest of mm. my life um and it didn't serve me very well so i um, think that's a really sorry to no, interrupt no, no. but that's a really good point you know what we consciously believe mm-hmm. and what we subconsciously believe can be directly opposing 100%. even though it's in the same head yeah what we think we want yeah our subconscious believes it's not safe to have. Yep. So we're constantly battling rejecting it. Mm-hmm. success mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like we're constantly rejecting the logical mm-hmm. outcome that we think we want because actually encoded into our mind, soul, body is this strange belief mm-hmm. that made perfect sense at the time it was coded. Yeah. That is in, like, say, in direct competition with Absolutely. what your logical mind. But what wants. can you do? You can't fight mm. that. It's like having, it's like fighting your own morals. Yeah, it's like when people say to me, "But I know this is a money block. Like, I know you know it's a money <sighs> block, but you need to go deeper. Yeah, to under to clear the belief. Just yeah. because you... and it's having the desire. Yeah. So, so it's it's really interesting. Oh, I mean, this could go on for hours, but <laughs> I find it fascinating because you know you can say consciously, "I know this is a money block." And then you can say in the same breath, I don't know how to deal with it, but the truth is I don't want to deal with it. Yes. Okay? Now, most of us are thinking, don't be stupid, of course I want to deal with it. Mm. Do you, though? Because mm. wouldn't you have done that already? Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, some. I, I truly think some beliefs, some money blocks, any success beliefs, some of them are, they do lose their power when you see, actually a lot of them lose their power because they're superficial. Yeah, yeah. But if they're hardwired... Yeah. You don't want to because it's your safety. It's yeah. your the reason your subconscious has it is because it deems it to be unsafe to have success, money, spiders, yeah, needles, things like that. Yeah. So there is it's yeah, it's fascinating. It, it is really interesting. And, mm. and you know, and it's really important to note it's quite funny, there's a few things that as a hypnotherapist, um, if you do your job well, you are forgotten. Mm. Okay. Yes. So I don't get I don't get validation i know i don't need it by the way because i know yeah. what i do works That's so but true. i don't get validation so people don't come back to me and i don't i don't check in and the reason i don't check in is because that problem's gone them. and it reminds them that they had i didn't want to i don't want to say oh how's your problem and no. i have a few times when i've worked with people i know i can like for you yeah like, oh, how are you feeling and you'll probably find yourself actually again what do you mean oh yeah like, oh yeah wow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah we, we did, did do that. that. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And it's and that happens all the time. So people that I don't know very well, that I don't see often, I don't check in with them. And, mm. the, and occasionally, very occasionally, years go by and I'll bump into them or I see mm. somebody. And it was really interesting. The other day, somebody came out of the woodwork as a referral through, it's about third generation referral because mm. I only work on referrals. Um, and that this lady said, oh, you work with so-and-so, so-and-so. And I was thinking, did I? Mm. And it's going back ages. And she said, oh yeah, this has changed for her and that's changed for her. Mm. And I was really interested because I racked my brain. And I thought that's not what we worked on. Yeah, but, but it's like a domino effect. It's a domino effect. effect. Yeah. So, so what we worked on was deeper than that. But yeah. the, the superficial that stuff she's had value from it, yeah, is significant. That she's enough. She's told. I, I just. Totally, I think it's no, amazing. I totally get that. So, like you, when we worked together, we removed the the ick 
yeah. around that number. And, you know, it, it literally didn't, you know, it didn't manifest that number overnight. It still hasn't manifested, but it's manifested more and I'm more visible. Yeah. I'm more consistent. I'm more dogged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm more, I'm just more present. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that will create that anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm actually taking, you know, I, I've taken more people on in my business because I know that to get to that level, I need and to the expand. Fear's gone. And the fear's gone. Yeah. Um, and even when it comes back, a little bit I can I can manage that now because yeah. it's not like oh, shut everything down I'm not worthy you know mm. all that type of thing and you're right I think I often forget to tell you the impact you've had I'm thinking we've had a couple of sessions and I can't even remember what the sessions were on <laughs> because like they just they don't, don't have the anymore. anymore exactly and that's when you know you've yeah. done a good job because you haven't got people and um, some therapists work differently mm. um, and they have packages of sessions mm. I don't work like no. that um, just because I wouldn't like that myself because mm. I'm a person that if I've got a problem and I've identified I've got a problem and I want to fix I don't want to wait yeah and also why would why would you offer loads of sessions if one session is enough but you see some people don't work so some no. <laughs> therapists work differently so there yeah. are so many different aspects of hypnotherapy that you can use okay mm. so I've mentioned regression that's when mm. you and I will always ask the subconscious do we need to mm. okay and nine times out of ten yes there mm. will be an event that's significant so it'll be an event that happened that started a habit mm. or an event that happened that caused this fear or something like that and we mm. always need to make sure we've dealt with it and as I said we don't erase events no. we just go back in time as the adult you are now looking at that child and saying you know saying all the right things to yeah. reassure that child that yeah. they don't have to hold on to this and mm. um, never delete a memory but always just reframe it mm. um, and turn it into something a bit more positive mm. um, which is really cool so we do that um, but there's also other stuff that I'm particularly specialist in which is called parts therapy which again we could do an entire episode on because it's so funny and the stories are amazing yeah. but um, when I'm listening out and people are saying well, it's part of me that doesn't want to clear this yeah. block okay yeah. as soon as you hear that you know it's that it's part of that you need yeah. to talk to yeah. yeah so all of us and have they're parts like little personalities they're little personalities they? yeah. they're so different as well they're so funny and yeah. honestly I shouldn't get started on this because I'll be talking for hours so are they but... like are they like the voice of the block or belief they could be yeah, yeah. so so most of the time um part of you know part of me makes me eat too much blood blood mm. something like this okay part of me makes me eat chocolate mm. okay well what is that part doing every time i investigate and i talk to the part and i say what is it you're doing it's always protecting mm-hmm. and it's learned this behavior years mm. and years ago and it's been keeping it consistent it doesn't really want to give it up bloody blah, blah, blah. Mm. but because of my skill set because i'm a trainer and a coach and a, all that stuff and a facilitator and a negotiator all of that stuff means i can have really positive conversations with mm. these parts especially the most reluctant ones to come and agree for a different set of behaviours. Yeah. Okay. There's been the odd part that's actually left. Yeah. I've never asked them to leave. No. But they've actually decided to leave because yeah. their work's it, done. Their work's done. Yeah. They realise they're no longer serving mm. and they're not helping the client. There's been the odd occasion where the part refuses to change. So then I have to call call the core, which is mm. the pa- person itself, to tell them to change. Occasionally that makes them leave because <laughs> they've been <laughs> bossed out then. Yeah. Um. But what happens? The difference you'll see within seconds of the therapy finishing if someone has parties on board mm. is absolutely ridiculous mm. it's it's almost like are you a witch or something <laughs> i'm like well yeah and i'm owning it thanks very much <laughs> yeah. but it is so very cool yeah. so if there's a part so if people are listening to this podcast they're like oh I've got a part that thinks I shouldn't be successful mm. yes you have and that is the part that could be talked through yeah. through hypnotherapy so 
I love this because it's really, I love it. It's, it. I know it works. It works for me. It works for others. But I think people have some pretty negative connotations when it comes to hypnotherapy. Yeah. They see... Stage, they think they're out of control, don't they? Yeah, they see stage hypnotherapy. Um, and, you know, it's not like that, is it? No. You don't feel... No. They say, oh, I didn't, I didn't go under. And you're like, but it's not like that. It's no. not about that. You can hypnotise people when they're wide awake. Yeah. Okay. And we do it all the time. We do it all the time. And it's... Um, and it, but, but, Accidentally in a lot of cases. <laughs> but it's it's using the NLP language, the yeah. all the positive words. So yeah. the I will, I am, rather than yeah. I'll try. And then breaking patterns. Breaking patterns, yeah. Words. All sorts of things. And actually hypnotherapy itself, people can choose how deep they want to go. Mm. Um, I certainly was not a trusting person Mm-mm. in my therapy mm. in the beginning. So I would go very light because I was like, oh. Mm. Um, so basically very light is like daydream yeah so i always say to people if you're watching Relax, a, yeah if you're it? watching a tv program and you you're really engrossed in it that's what yeah. hypnotherapy is yeah. really um and whereas, I, i'm like i think i go very light you're very light yeah but i don't remember half of what we talked about no that's why i take two and i'm like how is that an hour <laughs> I take all my notes down because yeah. that happens to some people yeah. and they feel a bit like I don't know what's been said and what happened yeah. so I always make sure we go back over stuff before yeah. I leave but you're not um, out of control not you're aware of things that are going on around you, aware. You? Yeah. you can hear that, things that's why I like things. yeah that's why I work quite light because yeah. I don't want anybody not not remembering or not no. realizing what's actually happened and honestly I take so much effort up front with my mm. therapy sessions to make sure I get exactly what they want because mm. I don't want to say the wrong thing no. and and put in a problem. Yeah, not yeah. that oh, that sounds like it's really dangerous. But if I, for example, was working it, with someone, yeah, well, yeah, if I was working with someone who wants to quit bourbon biscuits, yeah. let's not talk about that one. Um, <laughs> but instead, I said, you know, the part maybe said, oh, all right, digestives instead, mm. and I hadn't clarified with the client, are you okay with that? Yes, I wouldn't want to. So I spend a yeah. lot of time making then you're sure just shifting the problem from one focus right. to another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I you always do. want to you take, you know bulk of the first sessions but not the first session first part of the session is a lot of questions a lot of questions it? yeah a lot yeah. of finding out that we're on the right track and we yeah. know what we want to achieve from so it so i think of it as like you go in and you you adjust the dials well we sometimes volume. use that as a technique ah, actually maybe so that's where a, i got it from. yeah maybe so, i got it from you and yeah. i don't remember there's a um there's a uh uh, what do you call it like a workstation we don't call it that but it's basically it's like the control room mm. so there's a cold control room technique where actually all your dials are sitting mm. where you're de- dealing with all your anxiety levels and everything else and we can adjust those so it's a real yeah. physical visual thing for people so we, we can often, sort of turn those dials down we often talk about like anxiety if we could just turn it down a bit mm. like because anxiety serves a really sensible purpose yeah. in our lives one of my clients had really massive anxiety issues i worked yeah. with her um, and by the end of the session, she'd named her Annie Anxiety <laughs> and she buys her chocolates and flowers. <laughs> Love um, that. And they've now formed a really good relationship. Yeah. So now she's part so of now the she solution. Can it better. Yeah, she's part yeah. of the solution, not the problem. So it doesn't take over her life. It yeah. serves her in the way it's meant yeah. to serve her. Yeah, and she, she used to, I mean, we've lost, we haven't lost touch, but we haven't been engaging mm. an awful lot because there's no need. But mm. she used to message me a couple of times a week and say, Annie says hi. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just really nice to have her have that playful, yeah. fun relationship with something that used to cripple her yeah you know her anxiety was so bad that she couldn't get out of bed right. and now it was getting her up and she was buying chocolate yeah. and flowers for it so and her dial was completely turned back from completely irrational 
but still serving a purpose to just serving a purpose Service when service. it's appropriate and being enjoyable yeah you know and i'm not saying i'm not saying people enjoy anxiety but she enjoyed no, that relationship with it she enjoyed also, the bubble she got from exactly, it exactly and it's being able to trust yourself as well isn't it i get that as an anxiety sufferer myself i don't want it to go away no but i don't want it to cripple me exactly because that is rational and i you know, I I see it. I'm like, why can't I stop this? Mm-hmm. There's nothing going on that should be causing this. But now when I get anxiety, I know it's because something's causing it because I've managed to manage it. Yeah. So I've managed to turn the dial down on it being irrational. It's now yeah. serving the purpose, the protective purpose. Mm-hmm. They just get a bit out of whack, don't they? Absolutely. But see, that's a success block. Yeah. yeah. If oh, your totally. anxiety is crippling you, so you can't even get out of bed in the morning. You don't post on Facebook. You just don't, you don't, you don't show talk up. about your business, you don't go to networking, yeah. you don't send emails. Emails is something that I think a lot of female business owners don't send enough of, and I'm one of them, um, because we're scared, it makes us anxious. What if people leave us? You know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm. So, yeah, really challenging. So I think we'll wrap up this episode. Although we could, I could talk like forever a whole other on this, on that, haven't we? <laughs> but thank you so much for that. I wanted That's to right. like get people to understand if they haven't had hypnotherapy that it's not this scary thing where you start fucking around like a chicken. No, those people would do that if you bought them a beer. That's the point. The ones you see on the stage shows, yeah, they genuinely are clucking like a chicken. Okay, mm. they've been hypnotized, yes, yeah, but mm. they would do that if you bought them a beer because yes. they're playful people. Yeah, and that's the skill of the hypnotist because hypnotherapy and hypnotism right people, are very different, right? Yeah. So the hypnotist is for entertainment. Yeah. And so they pick the people that are susceptible and are going to yeah. play along. Yeah. You know, if you if you're thinking, well, I'd never eat an onion. Well, I wouldn't be able to get you to eat an onion in hypnotherapy. No. Because you don't want to. No, and, and I think, you know, that hypnotherapy is gentle. Yeah. You don't lose control. You're no. very aware. Yeah, 100% aware. You, you know, if the doorbell rang, you would hear it. You might not react to it, but you could hear it. And you're uh, not, you yeah. know, you, you, I tell you, you about. Move. I tell you about, uh, very quickly, because I know we want to wrap this up, <laughs> but um, I was working with a gentleman I've worked with lots and lots and lots, and he's a personal friend of mine as well. We go back 25 years now. It's mm. shocking, really. Um, and... Uh, he was in I just literally got him into that nice relaxed state mm. with my little you know chatty bit at the beginning mm. and this the dog knocked the stair gate off the third stair up and it mm. smashed I think he was using one of these radiator covers mm. and it hit the floor and smashed into pieces mm. okay I nearly jumped out of my skin my client didn't move okay and I just went stay there a minute I'm just going to check no one's dead and I went and opened the door and I saw the mess and thought oh well shut the door again I went back in I said it's fine we'll deal with it later and we got on with the session mm. and um it was very successful it was fine and as as we finished the session we chatted a bit and I suddenly remembered and I went oh uh, um yeah by the way your radiator cover smashed a bit and he went I wonder what that noise was yeah so he was aware of he was it, aware yeah. of it but it didn't he was just very relaxed he was so relaxed and yeah. he wasn't bothered by it because yeah. I had checked and come back and said everything yeah. is fine and he just chilled yeah. back down again so you know everything that's going on yeah but yeah. you can choose to continue and enjoy yeah. the space that you're in and that relaxation that you're in and have the therapy or you can choose not to and even if you chose not to and that you decided that you weren't going to be okay with you checking you can get back into oh, that 100%. state can't you yeah yeah like he could have come out of that state voluntarily yeah and he could have gone back people need to it. use the loop 
Yeah, exactly. People need a wee yeah. halfway so, through, so they, so they not, tell me, and I get them to go, and they yeah. come back, and they lay back down, and we're back in. Yeah, so it's not like you're not paralysed. Oh, no. Anything like that, you're not tricked into doing stuff. No, not at all. You don't feel like moving, though. I no, it's say, very relaxing. You are like, I could yeah. scratch my nose, but I really don't want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, thank, thank yeah. Thank you so much, my lovely. I really enjoyed finding out more. <laughs> I love it. So hope you enjoyed that too and if you haven't tried hypnotherapy before for success blocks or anything really mm. either get in contact with claire her details are on our podcast website or you know there might be someone out, in your yeah. area you know but you know don't write it off because you're scared of what you've seen on tv <laughs> That's That's the message is. yeah and don't let any blocks to success you can yeah. get rid of them yeah <laughs> see you next time bye You've been listening to the Spiritual and Successful Podcast with me, Eloise Burton, and my co-host, Claire Butcher. For more information and resources mentioned in the episode, go to www.fearlesslyfeminine.me forward slash podcast.